Fountain City Sports Media, a podcast made by Kansas City fans for Kansas City fans. My name's Armando, a.k.a. Hot Take Mondo, and I'm joined by my friend Reese, a.k.a. the Reese Incarnate Bach Lesnar, and the Chiefs are in the playoffs! Woohoo! But we're in the wild card, and this is our last home game of the playoffs. So there's that. But a lot of things to talk about today. We got we got that what felt like a preseason game against the Los Angeles Chargers. We got the matchup against the Miami Dolphins, the rematch Ooh. from Frankfurt or whatever the hell we were. Where were we? In Frankfurt, right? It was, it was I like Frankfurt. how we had like yeah, a yeah, ten yeah. minute debate that one time on if we were in Munich or in Frankfurt. Um, the yeah. the Frankfurt uh, Invitational rematch for the wild card round, and we'll also talk about the AFC and what is to come because the playoffs is set. It's playoff time, baby. I can't believe it's here already, Reese. I feel like I feel like because we've been talking about the same topics over and over week after week that it's just felt like one huge week of the of the NFL season, particularly with the Chiefs. And now we're here. Yeah, I think part of that has to do with the fact that there really weren't any season story arcs. It was just, you know, the team kind of started a little slow in the first few games with an offensive spark against the Bears and being like, okay, we'll we'll turn it on as the season goes. And it was just like three or four week chunks of, well, okay, so after the bye, we'll turn it on. Okay, with three days to go before the playoffs, we'll turn it on. And now it's just like the team is what it is. Nothing changed this year other than like Rasheed Rice getting more receptions. Yeah, Rasheed Rice's goat. Patrick Mahomes has no one else to throw to. Um, Isaiah Pacheco is probably going to get 40 carries a game as long as we last in the playoffs. So, so stay tuned. We got a lot of great content. But before we talk about the NFL content, Reese, how are you? How is your week? Are you snowed in today, perhaps? Yeah, Kansas City got the uh, <clears throat> the KC scale blizzard. We got some freezing rain like all afternoon yesterday. That kind of froze overnight, but we also had snow from like 8 p.m. until noon straight. So we probably got, I would guess, four to seven inches. So it's not unmanageable, but you got to remember, Kansas City likes to kind of flirt with being a southern city. So we're not built to handle this the way northern cities are. So like everything's kind of shut down right now. Not, Not the end of the world, but... Yeah, yeah, it does take a long time for the streets to get cleaned up, particularly obviously in the neighborhoods. But yeah, I remember that where it was like maybe three inches, three inches of snow, and it still was like school canceled. Yeah, right. Or like here in Colorado, you got like seven inches of snow. They're like, no roads are going to be cleared in about two minutes. You better get your butt to school. And I think that's one thing is that I think the city doesn't have a whole bunch of like municipal plows. A lot of them are private plows, like you see in the yeah. Simpsons with Mister Plow and Plow King. It's like that's that's what it is down here. <laughs> you know, it's. Yeah, I know. You see those Rav fours with the with the attachment on it. Oh yeah, it's like yeah, I've got all wheel drive. Well, I mean, technically one wheel's out, so I got three wheel drive. That you know, that's good enough. Oh, you can make some mad money, dude. Yeah. Oh, it's not a bad idea actually. I put a yeah, you know, you know, I got a I got a technically all wheel drive vehicle. You can make that happen. Well, while Reese uh, gets his side gig prepared so he can contribute to our Patreon, how can other people contribute to our Patreon, Reese? And how can they find us on social media as we prepare for the playoffs? You can contribute to our Snowplow Startup Fund by going to patreon.com backslash FCSM. And for the price of one Starbucks cup of coffee a month, you can get access to exclusive miniseries, bonus content, a lot of good stuff from the archives of Fountain City Sports Media. Check us out at patreon.com backslash FCSM. And if you want more, check us out on Instagram at Fountain City SM. We have sports memes, Chiefs updates, and podcast updates. It's a good time. 
Yeah, it's a good time and it's a good time in Kansas City because we have a playoff game in Arrowhead starting on Saturday night. I'm actually going to be traveling to um, uh, to Cleveland during the game. So I'm going to have to like download Peacock on my computer and then watch it. I think I can get people are saying they have to pay for Peacock, but I think I can get a free trial. I've heard multiple things. I've heard like you have to pay to get peacock i've heard some people say it's like they have a deal right now where you can get like three months for six bucks a month each i've also heard people say i think that like you can buy the game on peacock for 99 cents or something like that Uh, i've also heard people you can use fantastic websites like and other things to not have to pay peacock because this is a peacock of crap don't don't get us don't get us fired no one's gonna know what i said I'm looking on Peacock right now and I'm trying to find what the plans are. It's $5.99 a month and it says just added The Exorcist, Night Court, and Extended Family. You know what's so funny is that I'm, I might be in the minority out of this, but like out of principle, doing stuff like this makes me not want to subscribe to Peacock. You know, yeah. it's like I would rather miss a future game than have to subscribe because you hid something behind a paywall. Because it's like it's one thing if like when the games are on ESPN, so you have to have like ESPN in, sure. your, in your package. But you're already probably paying for ESPN with like a cable bundle, you know? Right. But don't make me go out and spend another six bucks to watch a game that in the history of the league has always been over the air television that you're just hiding behind a a paywall because you think you can bleed another six dollars from the average fan it's criminal yeah furthermore we already pay for an an, an nbc sports like you said nbc anything we're already paying through whatever streaming service that we use and now nbc is making us pay for peacock when we all we are already patrons of nbc we're already contributing to their their fund this isn't this isn't amazon prime where it's its own entity this is just like a, a branch of nbc that we're already paying for so shame on you nbc and uh, it's gonna be a great game i think but unfortunately we're gonna see some people not watch it apparently because it's you know uh only kansas city's gonna get it on uh, 41 right everyone else is gonna get on peacock yeah it's, it's like everyone in kansas city and miami within like a 75 mile range of whatever city hall or whatever gets it over the air but i really hope that outside of those two markets the game just tanks numbers wise and nobody watches it it probably will, and especially because we have a lot of injuries, on, at least on the Dolphin side, which we'll get to. Um, it's probably not going to be very highly touted. And I think the the Browns game is before us, Browns-Texans. Mm-hmm. So people might have fatigue from that game. That would be a good one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that will be really good. That's where I'm flying. I'm flying to Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, I guess I'll miss that game. But if they do make it to the next round, then that'll be fun to be in Cleveland for a divisional game. Wait. No, we would play. Would we play the Browns? No, the I think the, the, the no, no. Our path sucks, right? It's the Bills, and then I, I'm just gonna say, Ravens. yeah, I, I, the, the Bills are beating the Steelers. That's like my stone cold lock yeah. of the century. So yeah, if we yeah, win, yeah. winner of our game, <laughs> we're playing the Bills. You know, if we win, we're playing the Bills in Buffalo. That's right. No, actually, yeah, it's Flacco's return to Baltimore. If he wins, dude, that'll be fun. I would lose my mind if Flacco beat Baltimore. 
Wouldn't that be so wild? Oh man, and if I'm in Cleveland for that game, I'd probably lose my voice right before the show. Knock on wood. Incredible. But uh, that'll be cool. All right, Reese. Well, that'll be fun. A lot of great matchups ahead of us. Maybe we'll talk about some of those AFC matchups in detail at the end of the podcast. But let's let's cover what we just saw. So, Reese, let's talk about that. What I touted as this preseason matchup for the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles. I almost said Raiders. Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, the Chiefs win a narrow a nail biter with Harrison Butker leading the way, thirteen to twelve. We have uh, MVP backup Blaine Gabbert. Blaine had some good plays. Reese, is there anything we can take from this game um, to go into the playoffs? Uh, you know, I think there are a few things that we can take from this game. Uh, first and foremost, I'm, I'm kind of furious that McCall Hardman went six receptions for 77 yards throughout that game and he I don't think he dropped anything so I'm mad because he's never all bad passes yeah he's never played a game (laughs) like that in his life and I almost want to like put money down that when he starts in the playoffs he's going to go back to like you know one real reception for 12 yards with another two or three manufactured jet sweeps for like 30 yards and he's gonna drop one that hits him right in the hands and it's gonna be like dude are you kidding me why are don't you bring this? don't bring that juju here reese i'll bring that juju here but not that juju here <laughs> oh. yeah and but honestly i think so like we said 11 targets six receptions 77 yards for McColl with that huge one that 37 long uh the 37 long run that he had Reese I think it's okay though if if we just have a two target two reception game for McColl going into the playoffs I mean I don't think that one game with Blaine Gabbert and that horrid Los Angeles Chargers game is going to propel McColl Hardman into like a wide receiver two role and on this Kansas City Chiefs offense although we would love that um I think it's okay for McColl Hardman to now go into the playoffs with this confidence and only be that maybe two three target guy with hopefully another great yak move or another great uh, screenplay uh, designed for him by Andy yeah that's possible that's possible I think he will provide some spark I'll be curious to see where they line him up in the playoffs I mean my vote is seriously just, just give MVS his snaps to McCall and like keep MVS on the bench you know I at this point I know Andy likes to go back to guys after they have like a turnover or something like that but at this point dude what do you what, what's the term like trying to st- squeeze water from a stone there's nothing to be squeezed by continually throwing it and giving snaps to MVS <laughs> at this point well and like Andy does that when it's like one time yeah unfortunately we've been seeing a lot of it with with MVS this year but I think week after week after week yes we've seen MVS be great yes we've seen Kadarius Tony be great um, but it's the playoff time and it's already been 15 weeks of ungreat again I use the analogy of you being at work and you having to you know you constantly are failing at work and then your CEO says you're doing the big key the keynote speaker and like I feel like Andy Reid like Andy Reid's smart enough not to do that I'm sure MVS gonna get some targets in the playoffs but I'm hopeful that McColl's actually gonna get a step up into this role maybe not the MVS role but he will get some targets in the playoffs yeah it's possible I would like to see Justin Ross get some more snaps yeah let's talk about let's talk about JR I'll say it again that he had two receptions for 17 yards okay cool but that one reception he had it's like there's not another player on our team that can come down with that pass. His hands and catch radius are just off the charts insane. And I don't see what we have to lose to throw him out there. And again, 
Have him eat up some of those MVS snaps, dude. Just send him deep. Do the do the whole Bengals thing. Throw him a pass five yards short and have him come back to it. You know, it's like works for them. Why wouldn't work for us? There's there's a there's a small chance in our cards that that will happen because we saw that from Sky Moore and we saw it from Kadarius Tony where they didn't really have a role in the offense last year and then like I've I brought this point up before where in the Super Bowl like they had design plays for them albeit very easy plays as we've deba- debated in the past of how easy it was for Tony and Moore to make those touchdowns but again Andy designed those plays for them um, so in saying sure I think Justin Ross could be this sneaky weapon especially because of what we saw yesterday yesterday we saw that incredible catch from justin ross it was an awfully thrown ball by blaine gabbard and he got up and grabbed it in like a very unusual way and look all we need for him is to catch a ball that goes right to him with one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the nfl in patrick mahomes which is what we don't have with our receivers right now so hell yeah we see a arid throw by gabbard and justin ross makes it look easy give me five targets from justin ross going forward in every playoff game yeah i like that five targets for justin ross you know someone else who i thought kind of impressed me throughout this game was actually Lamichael p ryan 21 carries yeah fake punt, baby he didn't rip anything off but you know he kind of looked like super baby bradley chubb light in that if you want to save pacheco from getting beat call some of those inside rushing plays to Lamichael p ryan he's a big bruising mm. body much like his cousin but you know he's also got some hands He's a bigger, better body to pass block out of the backfield than Clyde. I think he could be a valuable weapon as a change of pace back or a third down back in lieu of Isaiah Pacheco. I think that'd be great. Are, are we not going to see any Jared McKinnon? Is that uh, official on IR? I don't know what. I, I think he's scheduled to be back like the second game of the playoffs, maybe, if, okay. if he comes back. But, you know, if we don't have Jet, I'm not saying Lemical P. Ryan is Jet, but. You know, he could Mm -hmm. fill in some of those duties and do some of that dirty work that Jared Kennan has to do. Yeah, it is interesting that why why would Andy give him 21 carries in this game and only give CH two? For example, if like CH was going to be the guy in the playoffs to back up Pacheco, we probably would have seen more carries from CH. So it's curious that Andy did put P Ryan putting 21 carries for this guy, which makes me think you don't just do that for fun, or you just don't like all right, pack it in because you know what, CH, we got something cooking for you in the playoffs. You go ahead and rest. I think this was i think you're right i think this is andy's way of saying you know what let's get him in let's get him some reps because we may need you in the playoffs and even if he does wind up using ceh in the playoffs more than p ryan all i don't want to see in the playoffs is okay pacheco you're gonna get 10 or 12 carries and then uh michael p ryan you're getting four and uh clyde you're getting five it's like no dude just have like a one and a two stop like spreading all these carries and not letting anybody get in the sink you know yeah, which I th- which I think like if McKinnon is healthy, I think that's probably the way Pacheco McKinnon, and then maybe we see some P Ryan. Uh, but yeah, it would it would be uh, curious if we have split backs for Ceh and and P Ryan making that like hybrid too. Pacheco McKinnon sounds like the lamest Harry Potter spell ever. It sounds like it sounds like <laughs> when you cast on somebody to give them hiccups. Do you, uh, now that you have your PS5, do you have that Harry Potter game? Uh, what is it like, Grand Theft Hogwarts or something like that? <laughs> I'm gonna assume that's a no. Then no, I, I don't. I got I got 
2K, which we always played. I have a digital download for Spider-Man 2, which I'm looking forward to playing. But other than that, dude, okay, so this is also, this is going to my shame segment right now. Can I take the floor for a quick shame segment? Hey, you know what? It, this was a preseason game. We don't really care. Go for it. Did you ever play the NCAA football games growing up? Of, of course. Wait, are we are we shaming the rumors that there is supposed to be a commercial last night? We're shaming whoever is responsible either for spreading those rumors or if take them down. Or if the rumors were true, not giving us any sort of trailer or information or teaser or even like a fed two lines to reese davis to say over the air with some graphic that says ea sports dude i honestly i was more upset than i should have been about that probably just because every commercial break and like halftime break i was just like i was waiting anything something <laughs> and the fact like ea even didn't like hop on twitter and be like hey guys just so you know like those were all rumors it's not happening you know you don't have to don't worry don't get mad at us but oh dude that what again what a crock of crap we didn't get anything about the game last night yeah, it's pretty funny that that there was I mean, that was probably the most on Twitter. Like we were watching, you know, two jugger I wouldn't say two juggernauts, but I mean two pretty good football teams. But but the most chatter on Twitter last night was where the hell is our NCAA preview? Because oh. yeah, it was supposed to be the release date and I would have put it on my calendar. I Reese, I never put things on my calendar. I get in trouble with Logan all the time. This is the one thing that I would have put on my calendar and gotten in double trouble for having the release date. Well, so here's the thing that has me a little nervous so i was obviously group chatting you know with with uh, sam and dave last night talking about college football and uh dave says i think i think it was dave he said i'm surprised that nothing has been leaked yet at this point because we even had that grand theft auto leak but he said i'm surprised nothing has been leaked of the game yet to which me being the glass half empty pessimist said part of my worry is if something hasn't been leaked yet there's nothing worth leaking yet, meaning this game is in bad shape and or like super behind schedule. I don't know. It could also be a legal thing. Like, for example, GTA doesn't have any implications of showing, you know, a quarterback or anything. Whereas, like, if they do do a preview, they have to make sure they already have the rights to players, right? And make sure that all that is squared away. So that I, I'm I'm the glass is half full guy that it could have just been a legal thing that they can't show, you know, a image of J.J. McCarthy or Caleb Williams or Archie Manning yet. Well, I mean, I'm talking like. You know, when I say leak, I'm not talking about like Schefter being like, hey, I'm hearing buzz about XYZ. I'm talking someone who knows someone that works at EA who's like, hey, you know, I, I got a uh, screenshot from like what look appears to be a road to glory mode, you know, even something like that getting leaked out. So the fact that we haven't seen even anything like that has me a little worried. Yeah, that's a good point. Which means what? You think that there's so much legal problems that, that it's not getting made or graphics wise EA is just legal graphics we've seen what an absolute buggy mess madden's been for the better part of five years i was gonna say when's when's the last good ea game that you've played oh dude i mean i haven't played madden i think i watched some people play like madden the first madden that had mahomes on it but you know i watched these videos online and just see what failures happen in the game for like no reason oh man i'm you know, honestly, if they just sat down and made like one NCAA or like one Madden and then they charged, you know, they kept that they kept that system. They made a system that works for an engine that works. And then they just 30 bucks, you know, every 
twice a year, 30 bucks twice a year for roster updates, I would 1000% do that. Just get me one core game that works, that's good, and I will pay you for the roster updates, which is all we're paying for when the new versions come out anyway. That's true. I mean, I don't, I don't know what like. Again, I'm not an economist. I'm just an opera singer and a arm, arm, armchair quarterback. But I don't know what like the money would be for that. You know, upgrades as opposed to buying a new game and how much money they actually make. But yes, I think for the everyday man, for us, for Robin Hood, like yes, they should definitely do one game upgrade. Let us never forget that the last 2K football game that came out, 2K5. I think they sold that for like nineteen ninety nine or something like that intentionally. <laughs> so it can be done. It can. It can. All right, Reese. Well, why don't we uh, take a little break here and then let's talk about um, let's talk about some. Actually, no, let's not take a break. Is there anything else in this game that you saw before we take a break um, on this L.A. Chargers uh, team? You know, just bring up the... F- or not on this team, but on the game. This ties together the college football and the pro football stuff. You know, uh, national champion winning coach John Harbaugh has been... Uh, sorry, Jim Harbaugh has been... Wait, I always screw him up. I'm playing myself now. Jim is at Michigan, right? Yes. Hold on, I'm going to... As you say it now, I'm nervous. Yeah, right? I'm going to Google <laughs> this right now. Jim Harbaugh. You 1,000% is the one. Jim Mishy. James Baltimore. Hold on, we have like no Wi-Fi. Oh yeah, Jim Harbaugh. Jim is the one in Michigan. Okay. Or John, sorry, yeah. No, John is Ravens. John is, uh, no, no, that, oh. that that's what I was saying. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Because for some reason I said James, and I was like, there is no James Harbaugh. So long story short, I know that Jim Harbaugh is being closely tied to the Chargers. You know, he has an interest in uh, Justin Herbert. He's lived in the California area. He loves the Golden Coast, all that good stuff. But the big takeaway from this game for me, and they show this on a graphic, I don't know how they managed to do this. I think the Chargers currently have like five or six players on their roster who are due $32.5 million or more next year. God. And here's the kicker. Oops. Allegedly right now, it's like they're, there's something like $35 million over the cap with only 37 players currently under contract for next year. Dude, that's bad. That's So that's why I'm saying like if Jim Harbaugh takes over next year, I don't think I mean if he flips that team, you know, in one year and they win the division or something like that, I mean absolutely give him coach of the year, put him in Canton. But dude, that Chargers situation right now is looking B L E A K Hey, bleak. Yeah, the, yeah. It's interesting because you you want to bring in someone that can utilize Justin Herbert, but at the same time, how can you build around Justin Herbert when you have no money? And then if you have to take the L for a couple of years to get off some of this dead money, Justin Herbert's gone at that point. You know what I mean? So it. It seems like an attractive job, but like you said, with cap space and maybe some other jobs that are going to be open, for example, the Falcons, for example, possibly the Bears. If you have a Caleb Williams on a rookie contract with the Bears with DJ Moore, what's more attractive? You know what I mean? And actually a pretty decent defense, not an elite defense by any by any point, but they got a a couple great players there. So, yeah, if I were if I were him, he's he's from Chicago. Go to the Bears. You get Caleb Williams, you got DJ Moore, have some fun. Well, and that, that's my frustrating thing, too. I'm going to complain about this, too, is that earlier today, Mike Vrabel was fired from Tennessee, 
and be right. and because of Mark Davis's just like infatuation with the Patriots way, there's talk of linking Vrabel to the Oakland Raiders, which. I, I mean, I'll say it again. It's like, I'm not terrified if that's the case, but if the division coaching is Andy Reid, Sean Payton, Mike Vrabel, and Jim Harbaugh, <laughs> Jim Harbaugh, that's a pain Good in the butt. Lord. And it's, yeah. It, yeah, because, because they can just, you know, no matter what their roster construction is right now, at some point it's going to get better. And then you got juggernauts. And you know, it's, it's just funny. Cause again, I, I think it's mind blowing. Cause I, we've never seen this in, I think almost any division in professional sports where top talent and top coaching are gravitating to the path of most resistance, which is being going to the AFC and particularly trying to unseat the Chiefs in the AFC West. Meanwhile, the AFC East absolutely rolled over on his stomach for Tom Brady for 15, 20 years. And they're kind of doing the same thing right now for the Buffalo Bills. Baker Mayfield, baby. Oh, yeah. Buffalo Bills. Baker Mayfield. No. So, you know. Sorry, I think AFC South. If all those things happen, yeah, I'll be annoyed. I'll be frustrated. It's like with all these openings in the NFC, it's like go to Chicago, go to Atlanta where they're chalked with talent, go to Carolina where they're going to have high picks for the next few years, go to Washington even where there is some talent, a new regime at ownership. You know, I'm just stunned that everyone wants to come to the AFC and particularly the AFC West. Do you think if Bill Belichick stays, do you think it would be Bill, Josh McDaniels comes back as as OC and then Vrabel goes as DC and then they get, you know, their future quarterback in either Drake May or, or Jaden Daniels? I mean, that's a possibility, but I've also heard rumors of Bill Belichick to the Raiders if he gets canned yeah. from the Chargers. So, yeah. I mean, I'm a little less afraid of Belichick. T- uh, Tom Tom Brady still an, is technically a, a part owner of the Raiders, is that right? Yes. So he has some sort of yeah. But he he couldn't play tech. He couldn't play tech. Well, no, I just mean that he has like some sort of pool there. Oh, I know okay, that yeah. we've talked about them butting heads, but I don't know if that's true because Belichick was on Brady's podcast talking about how they love each other. So Tom, anyway. take me back. I can't win a Super Bowl without you. And defense is harder <laughs> than it looks. <laughs> Tom, take me back and Reese, take me out of this segment so we can talk about the AFC matchup in the wild card, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins playing in Arrowhead on Saturday night. Stay tuned and we'll talk about some great things for that game. We are back from our break segment, and we are going to talk about, that's right, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins playing on Saturday at 7 p.m. on Peacock, or if... (laughs) <laughs> or you're from Kansas City, like we said, it's on local television, so you're lucky. Although I'll be on a play and I need to be get creative. Um, speaking about creative, I think the Dolphins got to get creative on this one, Reese. There's a lot of injuries on that side. Why don't we just talk injuries first, just so like we throw everything on the plate, and then we talk about what we think this game is going to be like, and then let's do some predictions. So on the Dolphins side, we have on IR, Andrew Van Ginkle, we have Cameron Good, and we have Jerome Baker, all starting linebackers on that team so they're having to fill that team we'll talk about that in a little bit also looking like the, who's not going to play is Xavier Howard their corner their star corner in fact um, and then we have Jalen Waddle, who might play actually was going to play last week but they 
wanted to be cautious. But again, a Jalen Waddle coming off of injury and also Raheem Mostert coming off of injury. Um, and to replace those guys uh, in linebacker, they get our old friend, 34-year-old Justin Houston, 36-year-old Bruce Irvin, and 27-year-old free agent Malik Reed to fill in with those pass rushers. Uh, Reese, on our side, it looks like um, Tony will play. Uh, Ross is probably going to play. We also have Donovan Smith also planning to play, which is great. Uh, Really, the only one I think that might not play is just Brian Cook. So right now looking pretty healthy other than Brian Cook. Uh, Reese, with all those injuries on the board, um, how what's your panic meter on the Miami Dolphins? Um, less than it would have been even probably three, four weeks ago. I mean, let's be real. This Dolphins team hasn't looked quite right since about week 13 when they dropped 45 on the Commanders. Ever since that point, you have a loss to the Titans. They dropped 30 on a Jets team that quit. And then after that, the points are going down. You got 22, 19, and 14. This team is starting to lose gas at the exact wrong time of the season. It doesn't necessarily scare me as much as they did after we played them in Frankfurt. Yeah, so remember that when we played them in Frankfurt, they were rolling. But you have to understand, who were they rolling against? The only team that they've beaten this year that had a winning record was the Cowboys, in fact, this year, which is a pretty crazy stat. And they won 22-20 to against the Cowboys, who at also, at that point, were not gelling, right? Only recently have we seen this resurgence of, Jack, of Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb really connecting. Other than that, Reese, before we played them, they had beaten the Chargers, the Patriots, the Broncos, the Giants, the Panthers, and the Patriots again. And that was their quote-unquote hot offense. During that time, also losing two playoff teams, Bills and the Eagles. So, Reese, we may have, you know, now in hindsight, was that team, this explosive team that we saw steamroll the Broncos 70 to 20, you know, or were we looking a little too close there? So, it, I don't think that this team is a scary look, but would I be surprised of an upset? No. I think, I think maybe if Mike McDaniel really gets it going, if our offense is below average which is possible yes this team could could um upset us but i definitely think that the chiefs should be the favorites in fact they are they are favorites by four points you know i think a big part of it is and i can't remember if we use this analogy but to me the dolphins are kind of like the golden state warriors of the nfl in that they're a big rhythm team they're a big pilot on as fast as we can glass cannon team But the big difference is, even over the span of 72 games in a regular season, the NBA doesn't have the same kind of physical wear and tear on you that the NFL does. I mean, you get tired, you get fatigued, you get rolled ankles, but, you know, when your entire offense is predicated on speed and you got guys that are below size like Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell and all them, them getting hit week after week for the span of four months can really put a hamper. That would be like if if Steph Curry, after every three-point shot, had to like do a double combo into a heavy bag. Like By the end of the year, what makes Steph Curry Steph Curry, that thing's sore, that thing's swollen, that thing's not functioning the way it's supposed to. And I've said in past episodes, you take away Steph Curry's all-time insane shooting, what is he? 
He's a below average height, below average defender with average handles. You heard it here first. Tyreek Hill is going to have zero receptions, zero targets on Saturday for Reese. Uh, Reese, you should go. So, so not only do we have the injuries that are a factor before the game, but also we have weather that is a factor before the game. Reese just said he got snowed out, and on Saturday, it's looking like it could be the coldest game in Chiefs history with a wind chill of negative 11 and possibly even lower than that. Um, so it works for the Chiefs. They've seen that before. But then we have those Miami boys coming. So that can also be a negative deterrence for them. Also for Tua, look, we, we haven't seen a very good performance of Tua for the past couple weeks. In fact, the past three weeks. Um, look at that Bills game. Look at And he wasn't even getting rattled. And there seemed to be a lot of inconsistency there with Tua. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's a lot going in our favor this game, Reese, if Snead is able to shut down Tyreek Hill, then we only have to deal with uh, maybe a hobbled Jalen Waddle. Uh, sorry for the alliteration there. Uh, which then I think we can pull this off even with an average to a little below average Chiefs offense. Yeah, that's what it's going to come down to, especially on that defensive front, like you mentioned, with all those injuries they have. And even Jalen Ramsey, who's back and obviously not playing to his full potential right now, uh, you know, we should have the advantage offense versus their defense. The question is, I think this is more so going to come down to, again, drops and turnovers. Can we play a clean game? Can we keep the ball in our hands and off the ground and not tip drilling it? And can we put some points up on Miami? Because, man, with that offense the way it is, you know, you just you talked about the weather. Okay, let's throw one thing in Golden State's bag one more time. So not only are they beat up come playoff time, but the, their first game or first series in the playoffs is now going to be played outside of one of those aircraft carriers where the elements will affect the precision of those three-point shots they're shooting from the logo. So... I mean, the, the Chiefs could not ask for a better opportunity against the Dolphins, as in this is not the Dolphins going to be at their 100% peak of their powers. So I, if we lose this one, I will be very upset. I will just say that. <laughs> Reese, I will also be very upset. And if we lose this one, I think it, it will solely have to do with some tur- something happened on the offense and there were turnovers. Um, one thing that I'll add to all this, what we're saying, I think it's because we talked about the weather and how this is going to maybe cancel out some of the, the quarterback play, I think it's just going to come down to the run game, right? And, and if we analyze these run games and the opposing defensive lines, I think we have a big advantage, right? We have Isaiah Pacheco, who is going to go up against like I just said, mid 30 year olds on, uh, you know, in in linebacker, whereas you juxtapose, you have a hobbled Raheem Mostert. You also have a, a hobbled Devon Achan, who are both incredible players, right? But again, coming off of injury, like Reese comparing that sore Curry, you got two sore Currys going down the middle against a hot and trending defensive line of the Kansas City Chiefs. Charles Amenehu, Chris Jones getting his 10 and a half sacks. You also have a lot of great um, play, even in the Los Angeles Chargers game, Mike, Mike Pinnell, even saw saw um, FAU coming in and having some great things. So I think this de- defensive yeah. line is ready for the challenge of Mahim Roster, um, this, the challenge of Devon Achan, because both of them are a little hobbled, and this defensive line looks like one of the best units in the NFL. I think that's a really good point. I think uh, this game will be won or lost for us in the trenches, 
I think the Dolphins, ironically, might do their best to keep this a low-scoring affair. They can get out of here by winning with 24 yeah, points. The clock. And, the way, and the way they do that is going to be with their running game. But like you mentioned, Raheem Mostert, A-Chan, both a little banged up. Who's their third-string guy? Jeff he's pretty Wilson solid. He's, yeah, Jeff Wilson any, Jr. Again, any, a solid guy. on that but, team is going to be good just because of Mike McDaniel. Man, but... Dude, has, has Tua ever played in a game this cold? I'm dead serious. I don't serious. know. Actually, no, I haven't looked. But again, this is the well. This might be the coldest game that that the Chiefs also. Again, this is the coldest game in Chiefs history. If it is a negative 11 wind chill with I forget five six degrees. But I mean, like you know, they've played in games that very were like similar, 20 sure, and below sure. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, Tua played at Alabama. Tua's from Hawaii. I don't know if he's ever experienced weather below 32 degrees before. You know, I, I got a question for you. This is one thing that popped up in my head. What, in your opinion, is the bigger disappointment on the year? Travis Kelsey falling 16 yards short of continuing that 1,000-yard streak? Or Tyreek Hill basically being on the verge of being coronated for that first 2,000-yard season, and he doesn't make it? Probably the 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 Tyreek Hill fiasco because Travis Kelsey had the 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 chance to do it and Andy <coughs> Andy shut it down. Whereas they were going to to Tyreek time and time again in that Bills game where it was very possible that that could have happened. So I would say the and and also Tyreek Hill's record would have been more monumental, right? Travis Kelsey has already proven that he's had consecutive games. What is we at eight? To, seven eight seasons of consecutive thousand yard games that no one is going to hit right maybe sam sam laporta but it's still going to be seven to eight years if he if he makes that so again that he's travis kelsey has cemented himself in that record where tyree kill couldn't get it yeah i i would have to agree with you because he was on tyreek was on such a trajectory this year that it seemed almost a foregone conclusion that with that 17th game, he was going to do it. And like I said, that was my grounds to give him the MVP there for a while. But as it stands, you know, he only put up about 85 yards more than he did last year. And last year, he wasn't on that trajectory he was. I mean, I, I listed you those numbers. And, you know, after, what was it? After week 13, he just needed another 500 yards and change with one, two, three, four, five games to go. So it's like, would it be crazy to think that Tyreek Hill, the number one wide receiver on this team, capable of putting up 150-yard, 200-yard games, could average right at about 100 yards a game, give or take, for the next five weeks and get that 2,000 yards? Versus when is the next time we might see a receiver capable of doing that? It's a bummer, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer for Tyreek. Um, and again, I, I don't know if if Tua can replicate what he did this year. Uh, as we saw towards the end of the year, I think people got more film on Tua. They got more film on the Dolphins, able to scheme against them, able to. Um, we saw a lot of those hot numbers really go away towards the end of the year. So, um, so I think things are looking great. I think things are looking good for Kansas City. Reese, is there anything else you want to talk about with the Kansas City Chiefs before we do some score predictions? Uh you want to look ahead to the next week a little bit? Not saying we're looking past the Ooh. Dolphins, but just kind of like prognosticating potential outcomes in the AFC playoffs. 
I don't want to because all of it sucks. Okay, that's. <laughs> but but yes, we can. We no, can. I, I agree. I'm I am very just dis- because we're gonna face the Bills, and if we beat the Bills, we're gonna face the. Yeah, that, that's what's frustrating, and honestly, like this is what championship runs are not made of. I feel like you have to catch one break in your playoff run, be it. Which technically this could be a break, right? If we don't screw it up, this 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 week is technically a break because it's. I mean. I mean, it's it, it, they are a playoff team, but they are not the Super Bowl contenders they were touted. To yeah, be. that that's true. That's that's like a slight break, I guess. Uh, but you know, it, it's a super bummer that going into this week, it's like we needed either Jacksonville to win, or Miami to Colts. win, or the Colts to win. Like all three of those things, you know, you know, we busted. Uh, I mean, it also sucks because we controlled our own destiny, and Kadarius Tony was literally like. You know, a pretty sketchy offsides call away from us knocking the Bills out of the playoffs weeks ago. Um, or or the refs taking away Travis Kelsey's pitch to so win the stupid. game. So, you know, how worried are you about the Buffalo Bills in particular? Wow. Um. Mm, wow. I mean, even even the last game, and I've talked about this on the chat. So if you just look at the look at their record they are unequivocally better with a joe brady offense right james cook is cooking um they've lost only one game since since that firing right um since having joe brady run that offense but if you look at their epa and um how many points they're scoring they're actually scoring less points and that offense is actually less productive in that six and one um trend that they've had thus far so I'm not going to say that I am confident going into that game, um, but I'm also not going to buy into the hype that the Bills are the hottest offense in the NFL right now. Like we watched that Dolphins game. Josh Allen blew it time after time. It's really just Mike McDaniel couldn't get it done at the end of the game to, you know, to uh, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills were giving them opportunity after opportunity in the fourth quarter to win that game and they could not get the job done. That doesn't mean that this Bills team is is hot. That doesn't mean that they're the hottest team in the NFL. So again, um, I, I'm not particularly um, saying this is going to be a walk in the park, but um, I think there's a lot of holes in this offense, and I think we're going to force Josh Allen to yeet that ball. Well, you know, I, I complained about this yesterday during the game is that, I mean, Josh Allen this year and particularly yesterday played like an absolute numbskull. He had, what, two interceptions, a fumble. He failed to convert that like fourth and half a yard or something like that. Yeah, and uh, he uh, and if you go back to it, if you go back to the play, he just like he stops. Yeah. Like he had no, he didn't, he didn't even try to like like pull the ball with his arm. He just stopped and gave up. He's like, this game's you over. Know, but again, like when he plays us, like I guarantee he's he's gonna convert every like third and fifteen. Oh gonna yeah, be like a f- he's gonna have like a somersault into the you, you know, know <laughs> into the he end saves zone. his like only actual good games against us. I'm kind of with you. I, I was nervous about the Bills. If you asked me after the Cowboys game, I would have said, you know what? I'm like, I think this Bills team is probably going to win the Super Bowl. They're going to go on a run. But they've been so milk toast since they played us. I mean, they got they got us by three when they should have lost. They lost, beat the Chargers by two, beat the Patriots by less than a touchdown, and beat Miami by a touchdown. You know, it's like, statistically speaking, going four for four in one score or less games, you drop one of those. So I'm not saying they're due and that Pittsburgh or even us is the team to do it, but I don't see Buffalo winning the Super Bowl this year without some serious help. 
No, honestly, I don't. Uh, I, I think it's. I mean, this is a tangent as well, but I think it's Ravens or bust. The Ravens just look so solid defensively and offensively. I don't see any holes, even with you know Mark Andrews out and Isaiah. Isaiah likely just went right in there. So um, I don't see the Bills in there at all. Um, if we want to do a preview of the Bills, if we play them, knock on wood, it's it's going to be the same script we always have. We're going to shut down Stephon Diggs with Snead, and we're going to force Josh Allen to score four touchdowns with gabe davis again like dave gabe davis has to have four touchdowns or what, to who's that who's that nobody who did like the tippy toe catch off that deflection oh God, like uh, charlemagne or something <laughs> that like that. Sh- yeah yeah gary sheffield the third or what something. A scrub. <laughs> no no it's definitely sheffield uh, and and then uh, uh, sheffield De- deontay hardy like all all these dudes <laughs> that are just like rejects from other teams that come in and they're like oh wait i'm antonio brown right <laughs> You know, I, I want to say one last thing before we predict our score for Chiefs Dolphins. But I know you said it looks like the Ravens have it all together, dude. I have a hard time trusting Baltimore. I mean, this really? feels so similar to their run the first time Lamar won the MVP, and we've just seen it before with this team, where it's like it's the same recipe. It's a very good defense, a very consistent, solid rushing attack. But a pretty questionable passing attack. Like, let's let's be honest about this. A questionable passing attack. And they look so efficient and they steamroll some teams into the playoffs. You know, they're averaging 35, 40 points a game over the last four or five weeks of the season. But all it takes is one team that comes out of nowhere that you wouldn't expect, like the Tennessee Titans, that just like the Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. Browns that shove a stick in the spoke of that bike tire and they go crashing off into a ditch. So I have a hard time buying stock in Baltimore until I don't see that. That's just my opinion on that though. I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with one thing there. I, I think I think Artie Munkin, this guy from Georgia, is the real freaking deal. And I think what he's done with this offense, even though it looks very similar to like other times, um, there is a quote that Ar- that Artie made at one point. He was like, we haven't touched the surface on on what this offense can be. We're really just you know, transitioning from last year to this year. And it's already been one of Lamar's greatest years. So I will say that I am afraid of Artie Munkin. And he's already he's, he's one of the biggest candidates right now going into the NFL like again going from Georgia no one was going to give him a chance Harbaugh says hey come on come on in restructures this offense and now he's the the hottest candidate going into you know next season um that scares me yes I agree with you that yes it just takes a punch in the mouth particularly with the Ravens which is why I think that Browns game could be good because the Browns do have the best defense in the in the NFL like it could it could be a really good matchup but at the same time they do look pretty hot like it just looks great so Ravens are bust I I pray we if we get there that a miracle I think this is what's funny I'm dead serious on this I've said it before I think if you asked me any given season one team goes 13 and 3 one team goes 11 and 6 who is it or sorry what is it now 14 and 3 one team goes 11 and 6 I would say Baltimore would always go 14 and 3 Joe Burrow Cincinnati would go 11 and 6 which of those two teams is harder to beat in a best of one and I will always say it's Joe Burrow and the Bengals. So if I had to have a choice, if there was some way we got to play the Bills or the Ravens next round, I would mash the over on wanting to play the Ravens. I think we have a better shot of beating them in a random best of one than we do the Bills. 
It might happen, Reese. It might happen. But before we get to if that might happen, we got to predict the score. Dolphins, Chiefs. Who do you got? Um, in an ugly, sloppy, sloppy game. I'm going to say Chiefs 23, Dolphins 22. Yeah, again, I haven't seen anything that is going to... Um, tells me that this offense is back. Mm-hmm. That's like, yeah, we're back, baby. Like, yeah, we've seen a couple things that have been great for this offense, but nothing consistent. I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes has two interceptions, one of his own right and one of a Kadarius Tony MVS bobble, mm-hmm. uh, which which then propels us on a like a second half run. And then, you know, things the, the ship tides. But I think this is also an ugly, ugly game. How about how about 20 to 17 Chiefs? 17. I think I like that. I think it's going to be like we're, we're on the verge of running away with it. And then something dumb happens with like eight and a half minutes to go in the game. And suddenly we like completely lose all of our momentum. You know, when Tyreek has like some his first like big play of the game. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, I, I see that happening. But I actually think it's the opposite. I think I think we're down like 10 zero. And then they like go into the locker room and Travis Kelsey beats up somebody and and everyone like gets mad. But then they're like, yeah, you know what? We do have to rough each other up. And then they like all get into a fight, which like then pumps them up and their body heat gets like hotter, which is good for the weather. And then we destroy the doll. I love that. I love that version. Of it. I hope that happens. <laughs> Uh, we'll see if it happens uh ladies and gentlemen stay tuned for more great episodes we're just getting started the playoffs has started kansas city has started found city sports media is ready to roll so again saturday the matchup that we've all been waiting for uh against the dolphins on peacock stay tuned for more content and as always let's go chiefs today on Fountain City Sports Media. This podcast is brought to you by listener support, so consider becoming a friend of the podcast. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash FCSM to gain access to premium content including outtakes, bonus episodes, and exclusive beer reviews. Check out our website at fountaincitysportsmedia.com for more info on the podcast, social media, and of course, the goings-on in the beer industry. Special thanks to bands Carswell and Hope and Like a Tiger for providing our intro and outro themes. And as always, I'm Reese, and alongside my good friend Armando, we thank you for tuning in to Fountain City Sports Media. 